I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. for being here. I'm Diana. And I'm Eli. And you're all the sexiest people in the world. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't married to Diana, I would marry all of you. What a ceremony. I would attend. Yeah, that'd be a good party. And I'd be hella jealous of Eli for getting to marry all of you guys. Yeah, for real. And I'm out in the cold over here all by my lonesome. Well, look, there's plenty of love to go around in this romance. I hope so. There's our one listener, like, no, it's not that much. It's just me. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, oh, in that case. (laughs) We could use a a third to help (laughs) cut the rent around here. Yeah, come pay a third of the bills. Look, if this show only has one listener, I'm interested. I'm interested in you. Give us a call, listener. Hot, hot beast. Yes, you've got good taste. We know that. We do know that. We know we share a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. There are worse things to build a relationship on. Oh, yeah. Speaking of building. Speaking of building, what a good segue. That was good. This is why I married you. Hey. The segues. We're talking about a very special building today. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about Aisha Ritta Berliner Mauer and the Berlin Wall, who was her partner and lover for many years until it was destroyed by the government. Mm-hmm. 
this actually got us kind of fully into a whole thing called objectum sexuality, and it's very interesting. There's a lot to work with. So let's dive in. Hey there, friends, come listen well. Eli and Diana got some stories to tell. There's no matchmaking or romantic tips. It's just about ridiculous relationships. A lover might be any type of person at all, an abstract concept or a concrete wall. But if there's a story worth a second glance, we'll put it in a show ridiculous romance. A production of iHeartRadio. So Aisha Ritter is a real pioneer with objectum sexuality. She coined the term, first of all, and she also started an organization called Objectum Sexuality International, or OSI is how we'll refer to it for the rest of the episode, because I don't say international right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say objectum right, so between the two of us, OSI. We're really crushing it. And that's kind of a society for other people who identify as object sexuality people to get together and talk and kind of understand themselves a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So Aja Ritta is a real pioneer in this whole field. And um, on the OSI website, which is where I got a lot of this information from, she came from a very small village in Sweden called Leiden, Sweden. And apparently her village was kind of like fine with her being an object sexuality person, like as soon as she came out as, as at a young age that she liked walls, they were just kind of like, OK, <laughs> which I kind of get because there there's worse trouble you could get into, I imagine. Oh, yeah. So why not? You know what? And somebody's got to love gate. the walls. So she always said that she never really thought twice about it until she went out into the bigger world and was getting asked a lot of questions and people just thought she was super weird. In interviews, she said she fell in love with the Berlin Wall when she was only seven years old and she saw it on TV for the first time. And then when she was 25, she had a commitment ceremony with the wall in 1979. And there are pictures of it and they're very cute. <laughs> they're very cute together. You guys are just, you guys are made for each other. They're, you just, you look. Well, very happy. Well, you were made for Something. very different reasons, but yeah, <laughs> but you were, but it works. It's but working. You look happy. Yeah, you look happy. We're happy for you. Uh, she was very loyal to the wall. Before that, she had a one to twenty scale model that she slept with, complete with barbed wire, which is real devotion. That is, if you like, okay, if you're making a replica of the Berlin Wall to sleep with, and that's what you, that, that's fine. If that's what you want, absolutely. But can you do it without the barbed wire? Like Ouch. if you. If you had barbed wire all over your head, I would say, do you mind taking that off before we go to bed? I think I, I guess that I have some kind of special skin that it doesn't bother you're, me. You're a hellraiser, I believe, I'm in hellraiser. this situation. <laughs> well, I'd like to think that I'd be courteous enough to remove it, but yeah. I guess we're in hell, so maybe I don't. <laughs> I imagine you've come here. I opened the puzzle box. Oh, okay. And that's how we get married. So then I'm like, oh. Let me take this off because yeah. you're not a fan. Yeah, at least for bed. I think the Berlin Wall would have been like, Aja, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to cut you up to ribbons right. while you're sleeping. You can take that. You can leave that part off. But maybe she just felt like, I don't want to ask you to change. Which is beautiful. It is. That's very beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was funny. David Hasselhoff criticized the Berlin Wall for, you know, the, the separation Being of people. the Berlin Wall, yeah. <laughs> not the wall itself, I don't think. I mean, I don't know, but I don't, I don't Why don't think. you make something of yourself, Berlin Wall, <laughs> you slacker? Get out of bed in the morning. But <laughs> no, she but, said... Oh, go ahead. Well, yeah, but he, he criticized the Berlin Wall for its political reasons. She said, shame on you, David Hasselhoff. You are nothing without that talking car. 
And the crowd goes wild. That is a wrap for the Hoff. Have you ever seen a takedown like that one, Dave? Not in all my years of the microphone, Steve. So when the wall came down, she called it a catastrophe and a mutilation. Uh, and in later interviews, she said she considered herself a widow. Which must have been hard because so many other people around the world were celebrating it being yeah. taken down. And she was, it really, you know, affected her emotionally. So that must have been a difficult world to live in at the time. There's a Vice magazine interview where they went to Aisha's house and the first floor of her house served as a museum and it had models of bridges, fences, trains and walls and a real guillotine, which she was also dating at the time. She called it hot. Yeah. I mean, a guillotine's hot in its own way. I think a lot of people on the Internet are pretty attracted to guillotines, right? Well, they are they are having their own little glow up. Uh, <laughs> the guillotine glow up yeah, of 2020 and 2021. Having its moment right now. I <laughs> uh, can't imagine why. Um, but, you know, I mean, they're sharp, right? Mm-hmm. They're, uh, they're for the people. <laughs> they're for the people. I could see the proportions, I guess. They're tall. So she started the OS website in 1996, but it didn't really take off until she met Erica Eiffel. And Erica Eiffel is another OS uh, person. She's a very, very valuable resource for their community. She has done a lot of interviews. She's been very, very uh, frank about almost every aspect of their lives so that people can better understand it. She's done a lot of research. She's welcomed clinical sexologists to their community to kind of like gather information about them and just try to understand, you know, more what's going on with their sexuality. Mm -hmm. So a lot of a lot of this emotional stuff, you know, I don't want to assume. Obviously, I don't have a sexual attraction to a wall myself, so I don't like to assume what that might be like or what you're getting back from the wall or whatever. So I got a lot of this from an FAQ that can be found on OSI's website that Erica answered a lot of those questions personally. Mm -hmm. So this is a lot coming from directly from Erica. So there's kind of a science angle and there's an emotional angle, like all things. She says that the science angle is that everything with matter has energy and matter cannot be created or destroyed. It exists in all things. We can sense it in all objects. So she's kind of feeling that there can be an energy transfer between objects and people, just like there can be between people and people, because they're all matter. Some OS people have synesthesia. Synesthesia is this ability to perceive a sensory experience with more than one sense. For example, like we can talk about colored hearing, which is a really common form where sounds and music, uh, voices even have color. So you're sort of seeing a color when you hear a sound, and those two are, are linked in a very objective way to, to people. Another way is to, uh, people who can taste shapes or, or feel sounds. This might have some relation to OS because it becomes a, another way to connect each of the senses to the object uh, through its shape, I imagine, and its texture and its construction. Uh, you know, all of this sort of takes on more than just what, you know, you or I might see when we look at the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a m- much bigger sensory input right? Uh, for some. And then some of our OS community are animists, which is a spirituality that believes that all objects, creatures have a life, have a spirit, have a name. <laughs> can we clear that? I don't know if we can clear that. Uh, I don't think we can clear that, but more more accurately... It's that's pretty, pretty close. But more accurately, it's the attribution of a soul to a plant 
a living creature, or even a natural phenomenon. And they even note on the OSI website that the most resistance to object sexuality is in the U.S. And their Puritan-based culture is a quote <laughs> that, that I saw yeah, and well. thought was true. They find more acceptance in European countries, especially Germany. And then as you move into Shinto and Buddhist cultures and in Japan, animism is a big part of those religious practices. So there's a little more acceptance there as well. Is this like how I, you know, I pick up a, a, a doorknob that fell off the door to the theater I used as a high school and I I'm, I talk to it. I'm like, hey, buddy, how you been? Haven't spoken to you in a few years mm-hmm. and uh, and I can't throw it away. I don't I think it kind of is a little bit like that. But I think it's it's funny that the US has a problem with it because I'm like you think about like when um the Braves moved the stadium and everybody was like but the emotional feelings that you're supposed to get from this building we won't get because mm-hmm. it won't be here long enough for us to connect to it on mm-hmm. that level the way people talk about Wrigley Field or whatever you know like so we do actually have I think we can actually understand becoming attached to something that's not a person yeah. or an animal. You like, know what I mean? Uh like our cars. A lot of people they name their cars. They give them a gender. They 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 have this like really intimate relationship with a car. You think about them being sexy, having mm-hmm. hips or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some I mean the Mitsubishi Eclipse circa nineteen ninety eight. Like, come on. Right? Or even we talked about we don't even are aren't religious people, but we love churches. Old churches are really beautiful, oh, and there's yeah. something about them that's really powerful. There's yeah. a there's a real spirit to it. Yeah, there's something about it. You know what I mean? That makes you feel connected, even if it's not your religion. Mm-hmm. Like if you go to a Catholic church or something. So I think there's actually a lot of I I think there's kind of a lot of parallels that mm-hmm. people just don't want to admit to because of the sex part. I think kind of right is weird. So I was kind of thinking about about how we talk about buildings and Fenway Park. And usually with buildings, we might attribute our love of them because of our memories with them. Like you were saying about the doorknob from your old theater or whatever. It's really the nostalgia and it's not the thing itself that you're responding to. Right. But Erica has said that's true of the Berlin Wall as well. She has also been on in an on-again, off-again relationship with the Berlin Wall for 20 years, including the parts that still stand today. She's still in a relationship with those fragments. And she says that she senses that it needs love very desperately, that it can't help where it's been born or who birthed it, but that it's beautiful because it stands as a monument of peace. And this is her quote. For this reason, I have such an intense relationship with the Berlin Wall because I can sense how much this ragged old wall yearns to know love instead of hatred and despotism. I will do whatever I can to give this wall the love he has been denied by being born in the wrong place. We don't get to choose where we were born and to whom we were born. The beauty of this structure is that the Berlin Wall survived the tumultuous division of Berlin for 28 years and now lives 20 years later to carry on and survive as a memorial for peace. And let us not act like you would not watch that Pixar movie (laughs) because you know that you would. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and we would cry all the way through it. We would weep through their silent short about the Berlin Wall being so sad. I mean, I think we would. Now, here's... Okay, so they're okay. This Berlin Wall is clearly... Has, there's a polyamory thing here going on too, or or uh, or um polygamy, polygamy, where uh you know this Berlin Wall is married to several different people, mm-hmm. you know. So is there an element of like, where were you last night, Berlin Wall? <laughs> you know, I, I've been, I was up till three a.m. and you never came home. You come stumbling in here, smelling like cigarettes and cheap champagne. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, yeah. They have been broken up with by objects and stuff. Just. Erica talks about the energy just stops being exchanged. Yeah. Like, and she's like, you feel an energy, you feel the connection. It lasts for as long as it lasts. And then suddenly they kind of shut down. Kind and of, she says you can feel jealous. They, she can feel jealousy from them. Kind of well. like a relationship with a person. Almost like a relationship with a person, pretty yeah. much. Like, yeah. Uh, here, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. It's feeling great. But, but uh, not feeling it. Not feeling it. Where'd that go? Uh, and and it it uh, uh oh wait what's the song? Um, love is gone. What is that song? Uh, the love is gone. No, um, not the love is gone. Uh, what's the song that I'm thinking of? Um, like eighties maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't go back. Uh, Big famous song. Uh, famous eighties song. Uh, God damn, what is the song I'm thinking of? Like time after time, kind of like. Oh. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. But it's like a Whitney Houston or a or a, a, a locomotion, a, a Kylie Minogue, something. Fuck, fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> fuck it, fuck it. We'll do, we'll it, do it, live. it live. Okay, I need a break after that mental workout. But the love is very much alive between us and these sponsors. So listen up, and we'll be right back. And I promise I will tell you what that song was. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, we're back. I, I just want to let you know that editing this episode put me into the same goddamn spiral, but I finally decided that the song I was thinking of was It Must Have Been Love. But it's over now, right? By Roxette. Uh, so not the Whitney Houston level superstar I was thinking, but I got the era right. Right. True. God, I'm so glad we cleared that mystery up. Jesus Christ, months. Mm, torture. Swear. Okay, let's get back to the story. So yeah, they, they do feel jealousy. And I, I did read that a lot of many OSI, of the m- many people in the OSI community, I should say, are polyamorous and they do have multiple object partners but they were saying yeah if you feel that one of your partners is is jealous of that you have to take that into consideration of whether or not you're gonna be with them like can you make them your main priority so just like people it's very interesting Uh erica talks in a similar way about the eiffel tower she calls her the matriarch of bridges sure she says the eiffel tower is surrounded by people in love with each other not the tower Part of my deep-rooted love for Eiffel is I tend to be drawn to objects that I sense have a deep yearning for love, such as my long-standing love for the Berlin Wall. It wasn't until I stood amongst her crowds that I realized how lonely and empty she was. She was crying out, and I heard her and was drawn to be with her. You know what I think would be cool is to be a matchmaker in this world. Like, (laughs) like, it's almost like like a a travel agent, you know, Mm -hmm. where I'd be like, you know what? You seem to be someone who's really drawn to the strong, silent type. You really like somebody who has a lot of boundaries. So I think you should meet the Great Wall of China. I think I'm just going to introduce you guys. We're going to fly you out there and see how it goes. Have you been to the demilitarized zone? (laughs) What? God, is anybody... Maybe somebody needs to date the the DMZ. That might fix something. Liven it up over there. The DMZ's energy. Oh, the line right. of control. I mean, sure. In Kashmir. Yeah. I would, you know what? I would say for me, the closest would probably be the Sydney Opera House. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful building. Well, we like architecture, so there's a lot of buildings that we've liked over the years. Yeah, but I mean, beyond just the architecture, just like it's just a, it's music. True. It's, it's, um, it's coastal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's uh, there's just a, I feel like very something unique. Very good. I've never been there. Never mm-hmm. been to Sydney. Would love to. Uh, yeah, listener, Sydney. if anybody wants to take me to Sydney or Sydney Opera House, if you want to sponsor our podcast, yeah, we'll do a whole episode about our love of the Opera House. Yeah, and then we'll marry it in a polygamous marriage. Yeah, between the you you and me who are already married, and then the the Sydney Opera House. Wait, if we marry the Sydney Opera House, do we get dual citizenship? I doubt it. Well, you know, that's I don't actually think it would be a legal ceremony. <laughs> well, that's actually something to bring up too, is that these uh these people like um they never asked for legal recognition. Like right. it it's not about that to them. They they're not out there fighting for, you know a tax break yeah, for marrying the Berlin Wall. They they recognize this as an emotional thing for them. It's a strictly personal thing for them. It really is just about their emotions mm-hmm. that they're feeling and the connection that they have with the object. So they're like, no, no, we don't need to convince anyone to rewrite the laws for us. 
Right. It's just commitment. Yeah. Commitment ceremony kind of mm-hmm. to, to symbolize that partnership mm-hmm. or that deep, deep emotion. I would see you with that big statue in Rio. Oh, that's me? Yeah. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, you like tall guys. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty short, so most guys are tall to me. Yeah. Hemsworth. Well, it's not his height. <laughs> That's doing it for me. It doesn't hurt. If it Chris Hemsworth hurt. looked exactly like he looked, but, but he was five foot seven, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 it'd be fine. I don't know if that would work. It probably would work. I think I'd still be like, yeah, you're still pretty hot. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So Erica talks a lot about intimacy over sex when she's talking about sex with these objects, or, or I guess rather her connection with these objects. Um, she says there is no way that human sex and object sex can really be compared. Which is fair because I think a lot of people's first, you know, the first thing you're going to go to is that they're probably grinding up on a on a gate post. Right. I, I mean, I guess. Yeah. I don't, maybe that's just me. Right. Well, it's hard <laughs> to get privacy sick, with the Eiffel disgusting. Tower. She says it's different from masturbation because we use the thing as as a tool, as a means to an end, whereas her focus is on the object's pleasure as much as her own. Mm. So it's not as if she's, you know, they're using these buildings or walls or trains or whatever as masturbation dildos. It's more than that. There's an emotional connection there more than just mm-hmm. like, here, I need you for this. Do the thing. It's like, <laughs> yes. you know, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm in an exchange with you. Mm-hmm. But- I want you to enjoy this too. Yeah, she calls it more of an energy transfer. But Ajarita was more physical in her talking about uh, the Berlin Wall, especially. She told AP, I find long, slim things with horizontal lines very sexy. The Great Wall of China is attractive, but he's too thick. My husband is sexier. Too thick. I wonder if she was alive today and thick is kind of in, if she'd feel differently. Like beauty standards would change for her too. Or if it's like, it's always long and thin forever. She also wrote a couple of poems to the Berlin Wall before her commitment ceremony that speak to her physical desire for the wall, including this one from 1978. Oh, sounds like we're about to head down to the Ridiculous Romance Poetry Corner. You beautiful Berlin Wall. You are so very sexy, my darling. I will always be here for you. My love for you is so strong as the concrete blocks which holds you standing. I often think of the times when you, in my loneliness, have made me so happy. My kisses will warm you when the night comes. My life begins and ends with you. Wow. Wow. That's going to be my valentine to you this year, by the way. That's fine. I'm just going to cross out the Berlin Wall and put Eli there. <laughs> Honestly, after all this quarantine, I feel kind of like just a big concrete block. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you one that says, Wall, you be mine. Oh, uh, yeah. She wrote that poem on June 17th, 1978. And one year later, she would be married to the Berlin Wall because their ceremony was June 18th, 1979. I think that's kind of cute. Oh, that's cute. Well, I got something cute for you these adorable ads that you're about to hear. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. And we're back. Erica Eiffel doesn't say that sexual feelings don't exist, but she does seem to be kind of tired of the question... And she's not willing to demonstrate how she might grind up on a fence or something. Obviously, of course. Gross. It's, it's your sexuality is your business. Hey, if someone's PSA, if someone has a sexuality and you want to learn more about it, don't ask them how they have sex. Oh That's not God. for you. Exactly. That's for them. She actually has made that point where she's like, I would never ask you to demonstrate how you have sex in mm-hmm. front of me with your husband. So mm-hmm. why would you consider that appropriate? Um, and she said there was some media interview and she allowed them to pose her for the photo. And she regrets that. She said it was a big mistake because they posed her as like riding up on this fence. And she was like, it just made it all about the sex first. And that's the first thing people were talking about. And they weren't really listening to what was really going on. So, And it made people kind of assume that object sex is just object version of human sex. Right. Where she sees it as something different. Yeah, exactly. And she says some OS people don't have sex at all. Again, like people, they're not into it. It's just about emotion. And uh, it's not really about 
getting off. And she actually, Eric Eiffel is super badass too, which is kind of awesome. She's a three-time champion archer and martial artist. And she has uh, attributed her ability to sense and connect with objects on an emotional level to her wins in these fields because she was in a relationship with her samurai sword. She was in a relationship with her bow, her long bow that she won so many times with. She's also flown an F-15 jet and became a pilot because she was in a relationship with this jet. So she's kind of like, because I'm not just using the object, they're also speaking to me. They're teaching me how to use them, and I'm able to go further. That was another thing that kind of occurred to me. It was like a lot of movies are like that, where they're like, the sword must become, you know, yeah. an extension of your hand mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's just sort of a very similar I don't, I don't know. It's. I feel like we really can understand it, and it's just the sex that's tripping people up. Oh, like Luke Skywalker was definitely in a relationship with his lightsaber, <laughs> right? All with uh, with two of them, I believe, and they were tight. Right. You know, or when was... Arya in Game of Thrones mm-hmm. is learning from her swordmaster, he sure. says very similar sure. advice, and so it's just like. I mean, we get it. Mm-hmm. It's just the idea that you might want an object over a person. We just can't right. seem to like understand how you would be fulfilled by that relationship. Right. I had questions about gender personally. I was sure. like, I see you saying Berlin Wall is husband, but the Eiffel Tower is a female. Like, mm-hmm. how do you know? Mm-hmm. Did you all agree on the gender of the objects mm-hmm. or whatever? Um, so that's a question I kind of still have. She says, Erica says objects don't have genitalia, of course. But she prefers to give an object a pronoun because it seems very, I don't want to say dehumanizing, <laughs> but, but kind of, I guess. Just seems rude. To her, it, it didn't seem like uh, a respectful pronoun. Yeah, it's, it's not, right? Um, it, it took the life out of it. Yeah, right. yeah, that makes sense. Which I, I get. I can get that. Um, but she says she sees the Eiffel Tower as a woman, partly because in French, the tower is gendered female. So the language kind of did come into play. And I wondered about that with English, since we don't have gendered uh, objects. I kind of wondered if they if, if it was more a European thing to have gendered objects. Right. And more here, there would be like a they them kind of situation. But I don't know. I just I just wonder. So I if you're a member of the OS community, please let me know. I'd like to know the answer. To yeah, that. totally. Give yeah. us a, give us a holler. About any of this. Yeah. So there's an article in DNA India, and they said Erica would then identify as bisexual, I guess as well as object sexual. You would be identifying as bisexual Mm. because she's a she and a he, you know, like there's all these pronouns in play. But in her FAQs, she refers to people in the OS community who are in relationships with people and objects to be bisexuals. So she considers like if Eli, if you did marry the Sydney Opera and Mm -hmm. me... You would be a bisexual to her. Because there are two... There are two objects involved, I guess, or two people involved. A woman in an opera house as two... Exactly. So I'm not sure that she considers herself bisexual, but Mm -hmm. I also thought that was kind of an interesting question. Is like, how does that that play in at all? You know, do you see yourself as straight? So just any object you're attracted to is male, or is there... The objects have anything to do with its, its pronouns? Is there an energy... That you get from it. I don't know. I just think that's an interesting question. Also in that DNA India article, they talked to a woman named Amber who was in a relationship with water and a trading card, which I thought was interesting because water is such a huge thing and trading card is such a small thing. Mm. Water as a whole, like the the entirety of water. Yeah, the element of water, I guess. Water gets around. Water does get around. That's sort of its whole thing. Yeah. Water, and there's a I mean, lot of water in you, so maybe you, like, love yourself more. Oh, that's nice. Which is nice. You know what? 
I think we should all love the water in ourselves. That's right. We can at least love ourselves 76%. The water in me sees and loves the water in you. Honestly, the things I'm mad about myself the most, things I dislike about myself, it ain't the water. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I honestly could use a little bit more of it. <laughs> Another guy they talked to is in a relationship with Houston's George R. Brown Convention Center and a rocking chair named Evangeline. All right. So I kind of wondered, like, Evangeline, that says to me that the, the rocking chair is female. Is the convention center female, too? Because it's the George R. Brown Convention Center. Uh, quote from the article, Much like being attracted to specific physical attributes in men and women, objectum sexuals are drawn to certain features and objects. Many people prefer metal. Plastic is no favorite. And larger, more complex entities. Erica Eiffel explains the preference has more to do with the resonance one feels with the energy within. Smaller, simpler objects are more difficult to connect to. It's like falling in love with a single-celled amoeba versus a person. Interesting. Which I get. I guess I, I guess I that. get that. I could see plastics being uh-uh. You don't you don't mess Not around with plastics. True. I mean, you're, you're kind of garbage and and bad garbage because you're gonna be around a long time. You're probably gonna choke a seagull. Yeah, you're like. A lasting thing that doesn't get all of the history that mm -hmm. stone gets or that, no. do you know what I mean? Like yeah. a steel railroad track that's been there for a long time. You know, there's something romantic about that. But a plastic water bottle that's been around for 50 years is not sexy. Uh -uh. <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing no. grand about it. No, it's choking a turtle. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's filling a landfill. Single use plastics, not my type. You know what? Turn off. I, I'm putting that in my dating profile. Do not contact me if you're a single-use plastic. And I'm against making such declarations in your dating profiles, but for SUPs, take a hike. Take a hike. So, yeah, we mentioned that they don't want any legal recognition for their marriages or anything like that, but they do really want to understand themselves more. They want to kind of be a safe place for other OSs to come out and, and feel fine about themselves and what they like. So um, they had Dr. Amy Marsh, who's a clinical sexologist. She did a survey of the members of OS that were willing to talk with her. I think it was 21 out of the 40 members of OSI. And she found there's no particular history of sexual trauma. A lot of people, I guess, apparently kind of jumped to that with their questions to Erica about it is sort of like, oh, did, so you what can't happened? stand people, right? Yeah. There's something happened to you. And she's mm -hmm. like, no, nothing happened to me. Yeah. Um, and with most of them, no, nothing happened to them. Um, and Dr. Marsh thinks it should be included as a definition of sexuality, like hetero or homosexuality. Uh, she says it differs from a fetish for a number of reasons. The object doesn't have to be physically present for the attraction to occur. The object has its own thinking and feeling in the relationship where a fetishized object does not. Erica has also said, I don't believe a person can project a viable love life back to themselves. There's no spontaneity if I'm simply deciding how the love will proceed. I will say with all clarity and certainty that I know that objects in my life love me back. I could not be so fulfilled if this were not so. That's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I, I really appreciate the, the sort of self-reflection going into this and the, and the studies going on. Yeah, she's really eloquent. I yeah. think everyone should read her FAQ, really, because some of it, the questions are almost like written for her to answer them. 
You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I don't know that anyone has asked that. And a lot of times they're reiterated later on, too. So they kind of end up talking a little bit repetitive. But I could also see her writing it out like all the questions I've ever gotten before. And a lot of them are pretty similar because y'all just won't let this go. Yeah. But I'm not going to show you how I have sex with my samurai sword. <laughs> I'm <laughs> right. just not going to do it. You know. <laughs> um, but she's very eloquent. It's really interesting to read it. You you. I mean, you know, I'm actively refraining from asking because the curiosity does run wild. But oh, I know. You just have to accept mm-hmm. that there's some things you don't have to know. It's not for you. Right. And that's okay. It's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I, I can take a know. breath mm-hmm. and then I can live the rest of my life without knowing how she has sex with a samurai sword. Right. I don't need to know because no. I'm fine with the way that I'm currently having sex. Yeah. In my life. Right. And so it doesn't actually affect me with whatsoever. With or without samurai swords. I mean, you know, I don't think I'd want to include one in, <laughs> in play, but, you know, I'm not <laughs> against talking about it, I guess. I am. I, I'm, I'm going to say I am. You're against talking about <laughs> well, just, samurai I, swords I, for, in the bed? Yeah. In the bedroom? You know what? Okay. I'm going to go ahead and, and write that one off. All right. I'm going to put that in the hard limits delete list. Delete it from the spreadsheet. All right. Our sex spreadsheet that we have going. All married couples should have one. <laughs> yeah. It's just a list of things you will and will not do. Yeah. <laughs> and it grows as you get older. <laughs> it does. In both directions. In both directions, hopefully. Ayajarita <laughs> died in 2015. Uh, her house burned down. And Erica has alleged arson in the DNA India article. So I was like, oh, who tried to burn down the guillotine museum? But I couldn't find any, anything about that. Yeah turning into anything so it, it wasn't just a, been a, an accident it wasn't a jilted lover a tragedy maybe just some weirdos though i could see you know if people people are rude I mean, about people other people's bigots. choices people are assholes yeah. so i could see it being so maybe, maybe a hate crime or something yeah but there is no evidence i will again say there's i could not find anything else about no, that. that's pure speculation but she did die at 61 she was in a loving relationship with a red garden fence and a guillotine and the work of OSI is being carried on by her articulate friend, Erica Eiffel. She lived her life on her own terms. And I think that's pretty damn good for a life. So not bad. No, not bad, Ajarita. No. In my opinion. My yeah. judgment is pretty damn good. Yeah. She was her own person. Yeah. She loved who she loved. Mm-hmm. She found joy and love in life in a way that uh, I think a lot of people don't. Like she went out there. She felt the way she felt. And she lived that. that she made that her life. That's great. Yeah, I think that's, that's all right. Yeah. I think that's all right. So yeah. well done you, Rita, Aja Rita, Berliner Mauer, yeah. and Erica Eiffel. Yeah. And yeah, if you are an OS person, please let us know anything that we got wrong or could could do better or yeah. would like to know. I mean, just anything. I'm so yeah. fascinated by this. Or if we absolutely nailed it, you can give us all the praise you want. Well, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> We're so happy to be so incredible at this. And you can send that praise to romance at iHeartRadio.com. But this was a fascinating story, mm-hmm. a really interesting research project. And uh, we hope that you guys took something from it. Uh, yeah. Hope that you learned something new today and uh, opened your minds a little bit. Yeah, let us know uh, your thoughts. Yeah, please do. We are also on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Diana Boom. 
And I'm at Oh Great. It's Eli. And we have new episodes every Wednesday and Friday. So don't forget to follow and leave us reviews. Give us those stars. Help us keep this show going. Special thanks this week to everyone who helped us get this show off the ground. That's the OGs, Ben Bolin and Noel Brown and the whole ridiculous team at iHeartRadio. Also, John Rigney, Brian and Mario Gomez-Bauer and Cherry Del Rosario and Jason Mallory. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. That's right. Until next time. So long, friends. It's time to go. Thanks for listening to our show. Tell your friends, neighbors, uncles, and aunts to listen to our show, Ridiculous Romance. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.